Hi, this is Alana Terry. Welcome to Season 5 of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast, bringing you some full and complete and unabridged Christian fiction audiobooks to keep you encouraged and inspired. This season's audiobook is called What Dreams May Come and is narrated by Pamela Lawrence, written by me, Alana Terry, and sponsored by our COVID-19 fundraiser. So what we're doing is taking some of my ebook novels and I've bundled them up as a pay what you can product with a portion of all royalties going to support local relief efforts for COVID-19. If you want to be involved in this fundraiser, it's going to be for a limited time. You can check it out at alanaterry.com novels. And now enjoy today's episode of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. Chapter 22 January 7th Dear Scott, how are you? My name is Susanna Peters. Buck, the mobilization director from Kingdom Builders, forwarded your email address to me. I hope you don't mind my taking the liberty to write you. My heart's desire is to serve God internationally. When I first heard God's call to missions, I kept expecting and asking him to tell me where I was supposed to go. But the more I kept praying, the more I realized There wasn't one specific area of the earth I felt more called to than any other. The season of harvest is now, but the harvest is everywhere. That's why I was so excited to learn about the Kingdom Builders' ministry. I'd never thought before about the need for an agency that ministers to missionaries, but I think it's so neat that you guys aren't focused on one geographic area— but serve God all throughout the world by strengthening those he's raised up to spread the gospel to the distant shores. I looked up some information about the Kingdom Builders' summer internship program, and as soon as I read the description of the program, I realized it's exactly the kind of opportunity I've been looking for to test out God's call on my life and see if full-time missions really is his will for me. So I guess I'm writing both to hear a little bit more about the summer program, as well as find out what's necessary to begin the application process. I know my mom will have a lot of questions about it, too, because I've never left the country before. I suppose that's it. But I do want to let you know again how excited I am about the work Kingdom Builders is doing to bring God's glory to the nations. I will be praying for you and your ministry. Wishing you God's richest blessings. Susanna Peters Chapter 23 Lying in bed that night, Susanna thought over her day. Lord, I didn't miss Scott this afternoon as much as I sometimes do. I'm really thankful for that. It was one of the many blessings of being her sister's only caretaker. Susanna was so busy at home that she didn't have time to brood. I'm sorry for teasing Kitty about Ricky. You know I don't mean anything by it, and it makes her so happy. But maybe it's wrong of me to treat her like that, make her think Ricky likes her, 
get her hopes up. Susanna knew all about shattered hopes. Thank you for a good church service today. I'm sorry I didn't pay more attention. And thank you that Derek's willing to watch Kitty Sunday mornings. Please bless him for all the kindnesses he shows us both. Susanna didn't expect any sort of typical father-daughter relationship with her stepdad. But she was grateful he'd stayed involved in her life. None of her mom's church friends had taken that kind of interest in her and her sister. Lord, I'm sure there are many other things I'm forgetting to thank you for, and even more that I'm forgetting to confess. I'm just so tired. She strained her ears, listening for her sister's breathing, which was something between a snore and the sound of a coffee maker percolating. God, I love her so much. Thank you for allowing me to take care of Kitty. Thank you for allowing me to fulfill my promise to Mom. She didn't know if people could look down from heaven once they'd died. She'd never actually heard a pastor preach against that kind of theology, but she guessed it wouldn't line up with the typical stoic orthodoxy of a church like Orchard Grove. If she's up there, God, I hope you'll tell her not to worry about us. That's nearly all Mom did while she was alive. Care for Kitty and worry about her girls. Worry about Susanna's love life, about Kitty's digestion. Fret over leaving Kitty without a caretaker. Of course, nobody expected her to die so young, but Susanna and her mother had already discussed the issue multiple times. I'll take care of Kitty. No matter where I am, I'll come home and look after her once you're gone. I don't want to put that kind of burden on you. Only God knows where you'll be at that point in time, where you'll be serving him. Susanna had silenced her mother's protests. When God takes you home... I'll just take that as my message from him that he's calling me back to Orchard Grove, back to the family I love so much. God, I know that not even a sparrow falls to the ground apart from your will. You knew about that car accident long before it ever happened. You knew exactly when Mom was going to leave us, and I'm so glad you took her quickly. No suffering. But couldn't you have waited? Even a few weeks? Would things have been different if Scott had come to visit first? He said he'd picked out a ring. If she'd been engaged when her mother died, would that have changed things? Betrothals today weren't like in Bible times. Calling off an engagement wasn't the same thing as getting a divorce, but there was still a promise there. You'd given someone your word. If Scott had flown out to Orchard Grove, if he'd put that ring on Susanna's finger, would Susanna have considered herself bound to him from then on? Would she have felt the freedom from God to marry him, even if it meant pulling him away from the mission field? God, it's such a waste of time to think about all these questions Please, calm my racing mind. 
She tried to remember the songs she'd sung in church that morning, mentally played through each one. Keep her mind focused on things above, just like the Bible verse said. But every so often, she'd realize that she'd switched songs without knowing it. Every so often, the chorus of My Girl floated through her head. Except now, instead of seeing her sister dancing with the gangly, awkward boy from youth group, she imagined dancing with Scott to it on their wedding day. Chapter 24 January 13th. Hi, Scott. Wow, it was so fun talking to you over the weekend. Words can't express how thankful I am to you for taking time to answer my questions. I feel like I talked your ear off, and I'm really sorry for that. It's just hard to exaggerate what a blessing and a privilege it is to spend time in fellowship with somebody who's so passionate about spreading the Lord's glory throughout the earth. I sometimes think about that day when God called me to the mission field. At that time, I felt really lonely. My mom was happy for me, like I knew she would be. In fact, she showed me a picture I drew all the way back in kindergarten and wrote about how I wanted to be a missionary when I grew up. But everybody else just treated me like it was a phase. I remember for a while worrying that maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't the Holy Spirit speaking to me at all. Maybe I was just getting caught up in the emotions of it. Anyway, that was years ago. But what I really want to say is how refreshing it is to meet someone with a similar heart for the nations. I have to admit I'm nervous about submitting my application to Kingdom Builders. I know you told me not to worry about it. But the more I think about it, the more I really firmly believe that this is God's next step for me. The problem is, it's a huge step. Mom's pretty worried. After our dad died when we were so young, and with my sister being so fragile, I understand how she can be anxious. I only mention that because I've never actually been away from home for more than one or two nights here and there. Mom's totally behind me applying for the summer internship, especially after I passed on some of your answers to the questions she had. Thank you so much for not freaking out about all of those, but I think it will be hard for us to be separated. I'll probably feel guilty leaving Kitty, too. I think about that a lot. But you didn't ask about my entire family history, so sorry about that. I don't know what got me so sidetracked. About your question for the pastoral reference. I called the church, and I guess they do have a fax machine, but it doesn't work all the time. So my pastor asked if you could email it to him. Thanks so much, not only for helping me out with this application and the seemingly endless questions my mom and I keep coming up with, but for being someone I can really talk to about missions. Orchard Grove's kind of a small community. There's no one else like that around here. Blessings. Susanna Peters Chapter 25 Good morning, sunshine. 
Susanna sang out as she bustled into Kitty's room. Did you sleep well? Susanna's mom had defied just about every piece of medical advice by letting Kitty sleep on her stomach, where she seemed the most comfortable. And Susanna certainly wasn't one to change such a long-standing tradition. She perched on the side of her sister's bed and began massaging her back. How's my favorite sister doing today? Did you dream about Prince Charming? Kitty squirmed playfully beneath Susanna's touch. Did he dance the night away with you? More squirming. Did he sing you love songs? Did it sound like this? Susanna hummed the first few lines of My Girl. It was too much excitement for Kitty, who kicked her legs three times and tried to slap her pillow. All right now, Susanna coaxed. You've got to calm down a little bit, or you'll have a hard time with your breakfast. Let me work a little bit longer on your back. No, I'm not tickling. I'm just trying to get this muscle to relax a little bit. Then we'll get you in your chair. I have a really good idea. Let's eat breakfast in the dining room today. Susanna was ashamed for how lax she'd gotten about her sister's mealtime routines. When Mom was alive, Kitty ate in the dining room unless she was sick. But Susanna could tell it was uncomfortable for her sister to shuffle in and out of the wheelchair. So she usually let Kitty decide where she wanted to eat. If she wasn't paying close attention, Kitty could go an entire day without getting out of bed. Even though Susanna was careful to turn her regularly so she wouldn't get bed sores, she knew her mom had the right idea about getting her sister out of her room. It was easier in the summer when the Orchard Grove heat conspired with their very sporadic air conditioning unit to force them out of doors into the bright sunshine. Susanna couldn't even remember the last time Kitty had been outside. Well, God, life isn't going exactly as I expected it, but I have so much to be grateful for. In spite of all that you've brought me through, even though I don't feel you right now. I know you're with me and Kitty both. You have given us so many blessings, and I'm forever thankful. Help me to keep my eyes on you today, and I know that everything is going to turn out just fine. Thanks again for listening to the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. This has been What Dreams May Come by me, Alana Terry, narrated by Pamela Lawrence. This season of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast is sponsored by our fundraiser for COVID-19 relief work, which you can find out about more when you go to alanaterry.com slash novels. This page will have a link to our fundraiser for as long as it runs. I hope and pray that you stay safe and healthy. I want to thank you again for listening and we'll talk to you real soon.